Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here from The Plugged In Show. We are so glad that you're back this week to participate in our weekly conversation about technology, about entertainment, about all things related to pop culture. If you have ever awakened in the middle of the night and thought to yourself, I wonder what Plugged In's conversations are like around the water cooler, well, you have come to the right place. What we want to do each week is sort of peel back the curtain just a little bit and give you a sense of, of what it's like in the conversations that we have about all of these things each week. And we hope that that is an enjoyable experience for you and gives you a little bit of a chance to know us better. Today, we're going to be talking about music. And, you know, we talk a lot about screens. We talk about the influence of screens. But in reality, music continues to be a hugely influential thing in the lives of today's tweens and teens. And so we're going to talk about how music works and how it influences people. And I'm looking forward to a great conversation. We would love to have you as a part of that conversation as well. So be sure to let us know what you think by emailing us at team, that's T-E-A-M, at thepluggedinshow.com. So joining me in our conversation today are Bob Hoos, Emily Clark, Jonathan McKee. So today for our icebreaker, I have a super fun question. I, this is my favorite icebreaker that maybe super we've done fun. so far. What? Because I think it'll tell us a lot about each other. What music, and this can be either an album or a song, did you listen to the most when you were growing up? And obviously this is going to carbon date some of us too, so I just want to <laughs> yeah. be clear about that. Well, I'll start. Okay. Okay. So I was a middle child. I was the third of four girls, so a lot of my music influence came from my two older sisters. But one song that and band that stood the test of time for me was Hanson. Oh, Hanson. That's awesome. <laughs> and the Hanson brothers still make music. We still they love do. listening to their new stuff. And they actually did an acoustic version of Mbop. Um, that of is course. just. Why well, not? it's beautiful, though, because now they're like, you know, adults, not teen boys. Um, and they probably cut their hair by now, too. They did. All of them cut their oh, hair. That's but... a shame. <laughs> Can you please really. spell Mbop for us, please? M M M B O P. Right. That's awesome. There might be an ellipsis in there, too, but I'm not sure. But yeah, that song, I mean, it was just like, it was fun. Nobody really knew the lyrics, and that's that's what I listened to growing up. All right. That's a great answer. Thank you, Emily. Well, I'll go to the opposite extreme. I, I, uh, I'm i pretty much all classic. Beethoven? Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Nothing no, wrong uh, with that. Classic uh, light rock was, was my listening um, realm. I, I, You know, things like... Abbey Road and, uh, oh, nice. uh, you know, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, all the road albums. All the, <laughs> if it was a road album, it worked yeah, for you. Yeah, wait, so good. Beatles, Elton John, yeah. that sort of thing. Wow. Country Road, awesome. Take Me Home. Yeah. Well, oh, that man. would be well, John Denver, right? I know. <laughs> well, that's interesting, and it's funny that you mentioned John Denver, because I grew up in a house where it was all, you know, my dad, it was John Denver, James Taylor. But interestingly enough, he was a pastor of a church. And he felt a lot of pressure from the congregation for this. We shouldn't let our kids listen to secular music. So and was because it the Gaither Vocal and, Band and for so, you? <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess, you know, for some reason that didn't apply to John Denver and James Taylor. But when it came to, <laughs> you know, Journey or Yes or any of those, we were not allowed to listen to those. So even though all my friends were definitely listened to a lot of don't stop believing in open arms. And I really enjoyed that stuff. The one interesting thing was I was, I, I got really into Christian music, especially through my middle school years. And, um, 
I uh, started listening to, I don't know if you remember this, Adam and Bob, Steve Taylor. Oh, yeah. And Steve I have Taylor seen was, Steve Taylor live multiple times. Yeah, I have too. And um, he had an album called I Want to Be a Clone, yes. which actually had really good commentary about the church. And, and I enjoyed him so much. And I used to, as an eighth grader, listen to his Meltdown album, Side 2, every night as I went to sleep. Well, I mean, the fact that you said Side 2 takes us all the way back. I don't know if you remember on Tom Petty's 1989 album, Full Moon Fever, there's a pause on the CD where Tom Petty says, and now we will let those listening on cassette flip their cassette over to side two. It's awesome awesome that, you know, he recognized that. So obviously there's a whole generation of kids growing up today who have no idea what a side is to music. Well, for me, I'm going to I'm just going to go ahead and go there. I'm going to out myself here. Maybe I've done that before, but here we go again. I grew up as a huge Bon Jovi fan, and certainly Bon Jovi has its share of issues. Uh, But if I had a quarter for every time I listened to Slippery When Wet, well, I wouldn't be sitting here behind the microphone today. I'd be in Aruba or someplace warmer and sandier. Um, But there was just something about that whole scene that, that connected with me, and I certainly listened to tons of other stuff too, but... That probably is the one that I that I maybe listen to the most. Well, a great you, album about water slides. It's about water yeah, slides, yeah, right? Is, that's slippery it. when yeah. wet. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we spend a lot of time thinking about screens, but music continues to be an enormously influential force in the lives of kids today. And you might be surprised to know that according to Common Sense Media's most recent census of 8 to 18-year-olds, that girls' favorite media activity by far is listening to music. 73% of girls ages 8 to 18 say they enjoy that a lot compared to 59% of boys. And among boys, video games are tops, uh, but music follows very closely in there. And so music continues to be something mm-hmm. that, that really is shaping the lives of young people today. And I want to just have a conversation about how that works. So. Are you surprised that music continues to be as popular with kids today, and why or why not? Well, for my two cents, no, not at all. I See, I think our brains are primed to find patterns in yes. everything, you know, and that's that's what music is. Music yes. is, is, especially good music, it's made up of all kinds of different patterns. You've got, you've got rhyme and repetition, you've got... Uh, alliteration you've got rhythm you've got you've got these these uh, uh melodic structures you it's sound patterns all throughout on on multiple levels on multiple levels yeah. and and so it's it's something that i think i think music is so universal and it always has been because it's like this scooby snack for the brain you that's know? exactly right <laughs> that's a great that's image awesome. well from a less scientific point of view i think that it's really easy to listen to music while you're doing other things. And okay. if you're a multitasker especially, then it's just so much easier to focus on homework, on exercise, on arts and crafts, on anything that you're doing with your hands if you have something in the background. I think okay. that I know I am very prone to multitask, and sometimes just having that extra noise in the background is um, it's just nice to have it there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Also, it's it's just become so much easier. I mean, we joked about the days with side one and side two, and put on the album, and and I actually <laughs> still have vinyl, and and it's we put on vinyl every once in a while, and I always have to tell someone in my house, I'm like, don't forget, if you hear silence, it means we got to run over to the turntable and flip it over because we forget <laughs> these days about having to flip it over. Now it is such ease, and we have it everywhere with us, and it's fascinating. Nielsen actually did a report 
on music about the average hours listening to music each day. And uh, between 2016 and 2017, there was a jump of 45 minutes a day Wow! in how much, and that's unprecedented. That's never happened before where there's been a jump that big. And, and everybody was kind of speculating why, why? And, and all of a sudden the average American was listening to ready four and a half hours a day um, mm. where it used to be under four. And uh, everybody's asking why. And I, I just said, well, one word, Spotify. Yeah. Cause we now have it in our back pocket. It's free. We can, you know, do a search and find, man, if, if you like, you know, the Beatles, Bob, you search for Beatles and you've yep. got everybody's playlist and I could follow Bob's playlist and Bob could follow my playlist. And sure. it's just, it's now so much easier to carry with us and young people are loving their smart speakers. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's just a world where, uh, it's so much easier to listen to music and it's such a fun you know, thing to do. And because our brains love it so much, yeah. it's also something that harkens back to our past just by hearing a song. Yes. I mean, it, and, and I think that that is, again, another universal principle yep. that forever and ever, uh, you, can, you can be just walking down the street, hear a familiar tune from, uh, from maybe when you were a kid, and right. suddenly remember the emotions you were feeling at that time or, yeah. or the ideas that you were working on way back when. You no, know? that's exactly right. Uh, yeah. I grew up going to the swimming pool every day from the time I was 11 to like 14 in the summers. And I have... Like the Sandlot. Like the Sandlot, yeah. yeah. And, and so there are a whole bunch of songs that the second I hear them, I'm... <laughs> It's not. I'm not that old, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my parents, but whatever. It's in all those movies. No, it is. But it, it would just. <laughs> I think of them as the swimming pool songs. And Bob, yeah. you know, you're talking about science. We talked about dopamine uh, a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago, and again, we think of dopamine with screens, but but dopamine is involved with the way we listen to music as well. It's a sure. it's a pleasurable thing that our brain does, and, and even more so. I saw a study recently that said. Um, that the music that we bond with as teens really integrates with our brains in a way that as adults we're never able to do again. So that explains kind of the response you're having. Yeah. Well, you guys are so right. And, and Bob, boy, you know, it, it's true. I hear a song and it brings me back and I'll be like, oh, yes. You know, I hear Air Supply and I'm like, couple skate, skating rink, Diane Sawyer, sixth grade. You know, I, I sit there and remember... <laughs> literally I can remember where I was exactly. I was on a flight and I was watching a documentary about Alzheimer's research and they were talking about the power of music and how they were using music with Alzheimer's patients because it was one of the most powerful platforms that actually brought back memories. Yeah. Yeah. I read that article too. So how do you think the world of music that kids are listening to today has changed in the digital age? What's the same and what's different? you know, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one because I think in every age, let's say every decade, you look back and say, well, my music, oh, it was classic. And this modern stuff, ah, it's garbage. But or the, the kids today. That's right. Exactly. But the fact is that I think, I think through every age as the music has changed, and it has changed, um, each time it's changed, some people think it's for the worse, right? And others think it's for the better, right? And I, but I think each stage, each decade, has brought its own beauty. Huh. Even even today's, you know, I mean, I, I certainly some of the uh, some of the music that's out there right now, I don't necessarily closely identify with, but if you listen carefully, I think that's the thing that's important because it 
there is a certain beauty with each new stage and each new vision of what music should be. Bob, I'm so glad you said that because I think there's so much beauty in music. I think one of the issues that's changed is uh, it's so hard for parents to figure out, you know, you know, when it comes to what are my kids listening to? And there used to be kind of almost seemed like more of this censorship has always been an interesting subject. Let's put it this way. You know, there was that period where all of a sudden there was like these explicit labels on the CD. So, okay, well, I know this has explicit labels. And I remember when iTunes first came out and kids had iPods in their pockets, not <laughs> iPhones, you know, uh, there was, it was all about on iTunes, whether it was the clean version or, you know, the regular version. And that was kind of a big issue for parents as they're trying to figure it out, which, of course, was mostly an issue about language, not content. And one thing that was really interesting is trying to talk with parents about this kind of whole process of discernment is, you know, music is a lot more than just the words used. And just because a song was a clean version doesn't mean that the song was talking about good stuff or That's had right. a good message. That's right. There was a lot of irresponsible messages out there without curse words. And sadly, there was also some really good songs out there that threw in some curse words. The interesting thing is nowadays that has all changed because because of Spotify and because this stuff just flows right into our pocket, um, parents don't really aren't involved in the purchase process of music anymore as much so because of that there's not as much discussion about the clean version whatever so there is sadly a lot of raunchy stuff out there a lot of bad language even though there's a lot of beautiful music out there yeah and, and plugged in totally exists to help you know what's out there and what your kids are listening to because sometimes i think even kids can be listening to something and they don't even know what oh, they're yeah. singing. I mean, I think about some of the songs that I grew up listening to, and I think back on it now, and I'll be listening to something on the radio, I'm like, oh my. I never really thought through what they were actually <laughs> yeah, saying. You, yeah. you, you can hear it over and over and over, and you, and you have this catchy melody, but you're not actually listening. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Even though you can sing the words, you're not thinking about yeah. the words. And I think that's one of the issues with music is that we can listen to it in a way where we're not completely engaged with it. Right. And yet that message is going in because it's it's living there in our subconscious. Um, this whole thing just reminds me of there's like a YouTube series where it's adults listen to, you know, The Weeknd or Billie Eilish or whoever. And these... Adults will listen to this music that, like, their kids or their grandkids are listening to, and they're kind of looking at it from that aspect. Like, okay, this has, like, a catchy beat, but they also have the lyrics printed out in front of them, and they're so some of them are, you know, their eyes are popping out of their head, and they're like, oh, my goodness, this is what they're actually saying? This is what my children are listening to or my grandchildren? And um, it can be very interesting just to see that kind of reaction because they will admit, oh, this person has a beautiful voice, or I love the way that this music makes me feel. But then they look at the story that is actually being told in the music and they say, ooh, maybe this isn't so great for my kids to be listening no, to. And that's exactly right. And I think that what we're pointing to is the message that we want to deliver consistently with the Plugged In show. And at Plugged In is that our job as parents and as gatekeepers is to be engaged intentionally. And when we step into our kids' worlds and we're engaged and we know what they're dealing with, then we have a place that we can have a platform for conversation with them. And and sometimes it's a conversation and sometimes it's, you know what, this is out of bounds for our family. You know, this may have content. Mm -hmm. It may have sexual or explicit content. It may have profanity that makes us say, we're not going to listen to this, but it's not just 
oh, that's a bunch of garbage. We're going to throw it out. It's it's an ongoing conversation where we're engaged with our kids right. and helping them think critically. And, and you know, another great thing about that is that rather than just saying, like you said, no, 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 because music has such a varied and wide history yeah. of beautiful things, mm-hmm. you as an adult who have listened to so much music and you've found beauty in other areas of music in the past, you can expose your kids to something that they may never have heard before. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I was talking about through the different decades how music has changed. Well, why not? Expose your kids to some of those prior decades, to some of the of the really cool music that's out there because if anything, it gets you it gets you thinking about what else is available. And I think that's another part of what we and do. And it's is, all available. I mean, that's the beauty yeah, of today. Yeah. Is it, it's not yeah. like you have to go to some record store to hunt down some no, obscure song. No, you just pull song. it up online. Like, hey, I want to, here's my, this is my favorite song from when I was in high school. And, you know, like, my mom listened to Led Zeppelin when she was in high school, which I never knew that until I was an adult that she listened to Led Zeppelin. When I did, I was like, this is so, my mom was cool. Like what? <laughs> it, this, it was just, it was one of those things. Cause growing up, we didn't listen to that. We listened to all the Christian music and all, you it's know, because Hansen. Led Zeppelin was <laughs> from the devil. Everybody That's right. knows that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd point my kids to Led Zeppelin. No, but, I'm know. not pointing your kids to Led Zeppelin either, but <laughs> it was just one of those things where it was like, wow, mom, you, um, you know, you were a teenager once too. You had this music spoke to you. You weren't born at fifty, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, this is one of the cool things, and you, our listeners, uh, can attest to this. This is one of those things where you know we get to share it with our kids, and it's it's so fun. How if we grew up listening to something that was fun for us, you know, if we grew up listening to Journey or weren't allowed to, but snuck and listened to it anyway. But really wanted to. <laughs> but we really wanted to. You know, we play that. And it's so fun when our kids are like, oh, I love that song, you know, and it's something we can share. And that's why it's so important as parents to not, you know, overreact, but, you know, look for opportunities to interact because, and I tell you, you know, something like Spotify and, and a lot of these music sharing apps, you know, enable us to actually do that because if there's something that we listen right. to, you know, we can bring them back with us and go, hey, listen, here's the songs I listen to. And I think I even mentioned in an earlier podcast that uh, my daughter made this cool playlist called Soundtrack to My Life. And so I made a playlist, Soundtrack to My Life, and we share that. And, and it's lots of Beethoven and Bach yeah. and Mozart. <laughs> and she was like, wait, you listen to this during middle school? You, you know, and these, again, are points of interaction and and you know you guys the listeners you know what you know what what were those songs that you listened to that maybe your kids could share have you started that dialogue with them about that or music that you haven't listened to all that much i mean for example it doesn't have to be all about limiting what we don't want our kids to to listen to like we okay you, you don't like billy eilish and uh and so you it's not just saying no 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 it's again exploring things that maybe even you haven't list, taken the time to listen to like the music of the 30s and the 40s some incredibly beautiful music back then and we can all expand our horizons I think it's important for parents to understand not just what your kids are listening to, but maybe why they're listening to it. Because a lot of times, and I'm referring to what Jonathan was saying about the playlist to my life and stuff. um, A lot of times you're, as kids, we listen to things that we can relate to. So, you know, think about, okay, 
not just that your child is listening to Billie Eilish or whoever, but why they're listening to her. You know, do they relate to the lyrics? Is it just because they like the vibe of the music and that vibe makes them feel better? It can open up a whole new conversation about, okay, how does this music make you feel? And, you know, what's how does this music relate to your life? Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's a point I wanted to bring up today is I think that the power of music's influence in the lives of kids is that you listen to it over and over and over and over. And I think about, you know, my favorite movies. You know, maybe I've seen Star Wars 500 times, but <laughs> I probably listened to Slippery When Wet thousands of times in small three-minute doses. And so there's this repeated exposure to the same ideas over and over. And, and like Emily was saying, I think that we listen to music maybe because we like the beat, we like the music. There's something aesthetic there that draws us in. But the stuff we keep listening to is because we identify with it. I mean, I think about, okay, you're going to laugh, but Whitesnake's 1987 song, Here I Go Again, you know? And even I can remember as a 17-year-old singing that song, Here I Go Again on My Own, going down the only road I've ever known, like a drifter I was born to walk alone. And I was kind of an outsider, and I identified with, I'm the drifter, I'm alone, and so it reinforced that part of my identity as a kid. And so that's why I think music is so important for us to be engaged with as parents because kids are identifying with messages. And sometimes they might be identifying with really positive messages, but sometimes they might be internalizing things that are fundamentally not true. I wasn't alone. I wasn't going down a road. I wasn't a drifter. None of those things were true. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's crazy because, you know, obviously this is something that, you know, very often we listen to music that we resonate with. You know, it it, it, it touches us somewhere and we feel it. And that's why we play it over and over again. And so, you know, when we, you know, young people today, if they listen to, you know, Billie Eilish, everything I wanted and, and, you know, kids resonate with that song and there's something in that song. There's a message of, you know, does anyone really care if I died? Would people actually miss me? And young people are like, yeah, I feel that way. I identify with her. And uh, now the interesting thing today is now because of that, when someone resonates with a certain music or whatever, they do something that Adam, you and Bob and I couldn't do when we were kids, but Emily was able to do, which is if you resonate with a certain artist, you jump on and you search for that artist and all of a sudden you follow their, yeah, well, not only that you binge listen, but then you follow their story. And now it's like, oh, I like what, you know, I really like what this person says about global warming and this, and now all of a sudden they are a mentor and a coach in our lives. And this is why Mm. it's almost now who the artist is, has become a little more important because now if we're listening to someone over and over again, and you know, we don't want to panic here, but at the same time, they really are becoming a role model in our lives. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that is why we want to continue to give you all of the resources that you need to think about this issue in your family and with your children and and maybe even with yourself. I mean, I think that's the other thing is it's not just for kids. As adults, we listen to music and and the, the ideas that we're listening to can continue to influence our worldview and our perspective as well. Well, we've come to the end of our conversation today, but we would love to keep this conversation going online. So please take some time to leave some feedback or a review and send us an email with your thoughts and ideas at team at the And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, 
Well, do it. Do it. Do it right <laughs> now. Now is the time to do that. Tell your friends about us. It takes 10 seconds. It takes 10 seconds, just like Emily said. And we look forward to spending some more time with you next week. Plugging you into the world of pop culture and technology, I'm Adam Holtz for The Plugged In Show, and we'll see you next week.